all right, well, she's not getting a Christmas card. Like, that's what petty is. Like, that's not what I'm, <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to go fight somebody. And, and I have no doubt that you actually have a list of people who aren't getting Christmas cards from the Bowman. <laughs> go ahead on, Mr. Businessman. You can't dress like me. Whether the scribe or facts are interrupted by quotes, cease the bullshit with live votes, just like Watts puts the juice through amps. Hey, what's good, folks? You are listening to the 52nd, 57th, season 2, episode 3, maybe, of the Slam Bros Show. It's your boy, the Bowman 12L, coming to you from the Sunshine Shake State of Florida, where it's currently raining very hard. As always, I'm joined by my main man, Illa YC. Illa, what's good? Not your diction. The sun, the sunshine state. Come on, Bowman. Yo, the struggle is real. It really is real. It's like realer than real. It's like I did not perform my. My lyrical exercises before my theater director would be very disappointed that I did not do my warm-ups before the podcast. Even your metaphors get convoluted. <laughs> Come on, man. What's good, Slam Brethren? What's good out there in the Slam universe? The, we need we need a word, but the Slam Bruniverse. I don't know, that's kind of whack. But yeah, how do we address the people, the masses? I like slam. Uh, I like slam brethren. I think that's dope. But I hope everything so, is good out there. Mm, slam brethren. What about like? All right. So, okay. So, wrestling fans that are in the know are normally called smart marks. All right. Now, Mark is a very generic name for you know a certain type of folk. So what if we said, hey, we got smart Raheems? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> what in the entirety of fuck? <laughs> Where do you come up with this shit, man? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Tyrone's. You know, <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. That has the, the Erica Badu Association. Yeah, that'll never be a winner. You know, some might argue that smart marks aren't really a good calling card, and you know, and Tyrone's pretty tainted as well. <laughs> True, indeed. What's happening? What's happening? Grab your shovel. Let's dig in this dirt. All right, let's get in the dirt. Yo, my original joke for this segment, I was going to call it something, but like my buddy, he's like, nah, he's like, mm, I don't know if we can, but I think I'm going to go with that anyway. Let's call this the surgical summer, because a lot of folks got injured. Okay, getting your your king push on. I got to. Um, you were hiding a child. <laughs> Yo, that Scorpion album is just not what's up. I was so disappointed in Drake. 
look, let's let's get this out of the way because it's just like injury report. We got extreme rules to get to, but like, who got excited when they saw Drake was dropping twenty five songs? I want to know who said that's what I need more in life. Twenty five songs of Drake. I don't know if it was excitement. I, I wasn't excited personally. I didn't even care, but I like Drake's music. You know, in terms of like he has that emo rap. You know, his 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 Ghost Riders do their thing to get him there. I thought he got slaughtered by Pusha T. And I figured, well, at the very least, Drake would come back with an, with an album that's solid that, you know, will wash the, wash the, uh, the ass whooping off or something. <laughs> but no, he comes back with this. The only thing that's come out of this is that idiotic, in my feelings, Keisha, Kiki, whatever the hell these people are doing, these celebrities doing this stupid challenge. That nonsense. But other than that, Surgical Summer and Drake got cut the fuck up. So, I uh, mean, he's got his, you know, his, uh, his eight out of ten track on there, which you can probably interpret as his response to good music. Um, you know, he's got his lines on there. I feel like he's gonna be, he's gonna yo, be the blueprint for yo, dead, deadbeat dads yo, all around the world. I wasn't it. hiding a child. I was hiding the world. From my ch- like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder <laughs> what the original content was on this album because there's so many references now to him being a deadbeat dad or not being a deadbeat dad or the child that probably weren't on the original version of this album. But like, Pusha T made this man step up and own up to his responsibilities. Like, another whole grown ass man made you do this because surely this wasn't going to be the content of his album. Like, I wasn't hiding my child. Nobody knew about this until Push said so. So that song had to have existed in a different form. You now, lose. <laughs> Surgical now, Summer. What do we got here? So the baby mama rumors, especially with the French lady, were popping for a while. I'm like, yo, Drake probably knocked up somebody. It wasn't mainstream, though. What I mean, like, like the E! Newses and the, and the other tabloids weren't really. But the Blossipses... And like the the black blogs are definitely talking about Drake's potential baby mama. There's also something that came over this week where some of Drake's engineers were implying that Yo, uh, March 14th. I don't give a fuck. Hey. <laughs> All the, of this the goes back into saying. saying surgical summer. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes just had surgery. Dustin Rhodes, gold dust. Just okay, had surgery so, on both of his knees. All right, so gold dust is. Uh, let's. He's he's out for the rest of the summer. He's got he went under uh, the knife. He had knee surgery on both knees, not one but two dose, which isn't a good thing. And um, you know, he was on Twitter. He was talking to fans, and and one fan was asking him like, "Hey, is anything you want to do left in wrestling?" He's like, "I want to win a world title." And uh, yeah, good luck with that. You, you know. should have made that push. Some 15, 20 years ago when you, the gold dust gimmick was really popping at the time. You see, my thing is, I looked at that like, you know, like how rappers should respond. Like, I feel like legally, every rapper is obligated to say, I'm the best rapper alive. And they can know that's just not true. But legally, as a rapper, you have to say it, right? Same thing, like, as a wrestler, like, you'd be like, yeah, I want to win the world title. But realistically, you know, gold dust is 49, and then also... He's gold dust, and he just had knee surgery. Um, I mean, isn't Goldberg mm-hmm. older than that? 
It's just that he's Goldberg. You know, is Gold it? Dust is not Goldberg. So this is a different carrot of gold here. Yeah, it doesn't add up. So it doesn't add up mathematically. Vince is looking at his, you know, the economics. He's looking at the Excel spreadsheet, and he's saying, "Gold Dust is champion just doesn't add up to more coins in my pocket." No. Dream on, dreamer. Okay. Um, continuing, scary. So, of course, last weekend was the G1 special in San Francisco at the Cow Palace. Awesome show. Scary moment that happened. Uh, Takahashi was dropped on his head. There was no way to sugarcoat it. He was dropped on his head, um, was in a Phoenix suplex, and did not end up well. Somehow finished the match. Reports are that he collapsed backstage was immediately rushed to a hospital and from there we don't know everyone's speculating that he's got a broken neck new japan hasn't confirmed anything they're just saying like hey he was talking he's back in japan and he's recovering thanks for the uh the you know the concerns so but uh yo uh scary moment in a otherwise excellent yo. uh pay-per-view that was the botch of all botches, though, because that just looked no parts of like it was going to be successful. And when <laughs> he went down, it was like, damn, homie. Uh, now, Koto Bushi normally does like a similar move, but normally he bridges, but like, like just kind of dropped him. Like, well, it just seemed like he was tired and he, he was trying to toss him, but didn't get any lift. And, you know, that's just how it is. It's kind yeah. of like uh, when Brock tried to go for. Uh, what was that move? The uh, 450 splash? The, the shooting splash star up. press. The shooting star press off the top rope. But he was, you know, they had already been wrestling for like half an hour or something. So by the time he tried to do it, he's tired, didn't get the lift off, you know. And I think he got, he got hit or something by angle. And he, so he's a little out of it, still trying to do it. No, you fail, sir. He yeah, he ain't, he ain't get the uh, that full rotation on there. Also from the G1, Jim Wash, Jim Ross. Diction. Uh, apparently he might have a broken rib. He took a bump during one of the matches. It was unplanned. It was just like, hey, fight kind of spilled into the uh, announcer area. And uh, Jim Ross took a bump, a bump, excuse me. And he tweeted later on, I think Sunday or Monday, he tweeted that he was having a hard, he couldn't get any sleep that night. He's having a hard time breathing. He possibly has a broken rib. So, uh, Jim Ross is, you know, he's on a DLS too now. Uh, continuing with our surgical summer, Ruby Riot. Ellie been wondering where she's been? Well, she's been injured. No, no, no one really cares about Ruby Riot. Look, man, don't you, you they're and they're backstage rioting and which involves them just kind of making a mess and destroying other people's personal property. Like, yeah, so uh, she I, suffered. I am highly fascinated by the fact that Liv Morgan just instantly hops on the other unnamed white <laughs> girl's back and, like, piggyback rides everywhere she wants to go. That Yo. is hilarious. <laughs> like, he just put, <laughs> just gonna start randomly just hop on people, just start getting piggyback rides. Like, she'll be a Mika. Yeah, Michael or Renee or such and such such into the conversation, and then she just turns, just mounts up, Boom. just hop up on the homie and 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 right away. Oh my god! 
Oh man! All right. Uh, she's about. Um, we got no time frame on from one. Ruby's coming back. Ric Flair, he was in surgery last week too. Um, pretty much like a follow up surgery. He's doing well. Um, I realized that Ric Flair has a fiance, another one. I'm like, damn guy. I understand you're Flair, but like, can we stay married for like two minutes? Just like two. Uh, and then also on the the injury report, Bray Wyatt was injured last week. That's why Hardy was alone. Uh, Bray Wyatt was in a car crash, car accident. Get these details right. Suffered multiple injuries. He should be good for Sunday. Uh, Fandango has suffered a injury, a uh, left uh, labrum tear, and he'll be on the shelf for... Six months, leaving Tyler Breeze in the breeze. I know you're hurt by this because the fashion files mean so much to you. Well, so I, here's I the thing. know you're hurt by well, this. They they haven't they haven't done a fashion files since the fashion police moved over to Raw. All right. So yeah, Raw is where Raw is all character development for, exactly yeah, for like all it's it's. It's the death for all character development. So, like, you get sent over to SmackDown, and interesting stuff happens. And you go to Raw, and it immediately stops. And then they wonder why, like, people don't react to people. Like, oh, like, we haven't seen these guys for, like, two months, and they haven't done anything. No wonder the audience doesn't have it. But, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, Fashion Files, this is just me reminiscing. They did a Twin Peaks parody. They did a Saw parody. They, you know, of course, uh, X Files, um, Miami Vice. <sighs> you know, they uh, they they had posters like "Where's Where's uh, Jack Tully?" They shitted on John Cena constantly without even having to say anything. He was just on their background, criminally, just being, you know. Arrested for his fashion violations. Uh, fashion violence is one of the most enjoyable things out of wrestling, and it's consistent. It's like they had logic, and they had characters, um, you know, and it was good camaraderie. Team, you understood why they were a tag team. Bad police, though. Very bad police. <laughs> All right, Ella, let's get to my new segment, the Fox Watch. Yeah. Was Alicia Fox on Raw this week? The answer is no. Fox Watch. Next time. <laughs> I wish the people listening to this could see how vigorously I am shaking my head at you. <laughs> because you are so amped up about the Fox Watch. I saw Alicia Fox looking like Sammy Sosa on Instagram. <laughs> She is, you know, I don't know. She had the blue eyes. Her skin is like three shades lighter. She was already like yellow. Uh, I don't know. She she going full bed winch on us. Are so, we are we gonna be googling Alicia Fox hat? No, we're gonna be googling Alicia Fox original skin tone. Oh. 
to Fox Watch. Um, we might expand this segment to other people are missing from Raw. Uh, okay, all right. But, uh, Illa, you know what time it is. Get to it. Longest running telenovela here. Slam Bros Network. Las Aventuras. Hey, El Porto, El Patron, Jesus, Amigos. When we last left our hero, he was in a different battle of source, a legal battle involving karaoke bars and Twitter users called Pray for the Real Ass. Now, how has Alberto rebounded in these troubling times, these dark times here in America? Well, he seems to be enjoying himself in uh, the car culture. As he's been refurbishing some classic cars. I think he had a 65 red Ford Mustang. That he says he bought from an Amigo. For a good discount. And he's been tinkering away with that. His little baby. But also. He's maybe on. Some of those crazy bodybuilder. Type. Mm, I don't know about your diet. But maybe you want to talk to a nutritionist. Because Alberto this seems a little crazy. Alright. So. Uh, Ella, <laughs> you got to see uh, what Alberto is having for dinner. I'm looking and I'm seeing orange. Oh, he's making a tuna shake. A tuna shake, yes. And the expression on his little girl's face of disgust <laughs> is echoed upon my visage. Oh. And he just drank a... No, it had a cut, man. That, that has to just be orange juice. Please God. tell me he just faked this. <laughs> ah, Jesus, this is oh. <laughs> ah. Oh, Alberto, protein and vitamin C all in one, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Push a T. Yeah. Yeah, kids. Um, don't follow the Alberto diet, which is tuna. Bumblebee tuna blended in with orange juice. No. No. Mm-mm. 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 I mean, you know, Alberto goes to a lot of places I can't go, but this is, I just. But before we get the extreme rules, let's uh, let's let's get this out of the way. Um, your homie Brock Lesnar's not coming to work, and he's probably not coming to work for a while. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm good with it. Keep collecting those checks. Brock is the real MVP. Who else? Let me work what six days a year and collect millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> Brock is the blueprint. Stop hating, haters. He gets out there. He does his thing. He's going to go back to UFC, have a fight at the end of the top of the year against Daniel Whack-Ass Cormier. Thump thump that mm, fool real quick. mm, mm, Tune mm. him up. And and come back to WWE and get more checks and dominate. That's the blueprint. 
It's not, you know, I want to work 365 days a year. No. It's I want to work as little as possible to make as much revenue as possible. I mean, he, he's maximizing his opportunity. Like, that's the blueprint. Everybody needs to get on the Brock Lesnar program. Y'all tripping. <laughs> Let's move to our main topic. Extreme Rules 2018. Card subject to change, as always. We're going to start with the New Day versus Sanity in a tables match. So, um, uh, when was Sanity brought up? This was after WrestleMania, right? So, they were they said they were coming. No, they were just brought up a couple weeks ago. No, no, I think we had no, vignettes. No, no, no. They were just we vin- brought up. Like no, we had vignettes after Mania. They didn't show up. Then they finally showed up a couple of weeks ago and have proceeded to lose their first three matches on SmackDown. They've beaten people up though, um, and I thought yeah, they, they beat people. I thought they beat the New Day or one on one. Somebody beat somebody they in the New Day. Did remember the New Day were eating American colored pancakes and then they they beat them up and then the uh, they lost their ten man tag on SmackDown this week and the week before then. They were in a, uh, it was Sanity versus the Usos and Jeff Hardy, which Sanity also lost that match. Now, that match uh, was supposed to be, Jeff Hardy supposed to face Nakamura that night, but Nakamura was injured because a police dog bit him in the thigh. So, all right. Uh, but like, yeah, we got we got Sanity versus New Day and a tables match. Um, I I think this this I think if this does open up the show, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a good one to start up and get the crowd hot because that's what Nido New Day does. And I'm um, also Sanity. If you've been watching this stuff in NXT, like I think they can work well together. Um. I do think this is the one where Sanity gets to win because they're the new heel faction and they've watched, they've lost their first couple of matches on TV. So, like, wrestling logic or WWE logic is they got to get their heat back. This is where they get their heat back. And and the New Day, uh, they're not really doing anything right now. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But I think WWE has plans for Sanity. I think they're going to actually, you know, execute and do something with them that's worthwhile. So, mm-hmm. and they're, they're helping add a little um, interest to the tag team division. The Bludgeon Brothers, Sanity, they're, they're actually doing their thing. How, what do you think's up with this match, though? Who you got? Uh, I got I got Sanity. Um, Kofi's going through a table with pancakes on it. You think Kofi, not Xavier? Yeah, no. Uh, Xavier, he's a fighting dog. So, like, you know, he's probably going to get knocked out doing some crazy stuff. And then um, Sanity's actually going to do some Looney Tune shit. Like, they're going to distract the New Day with, like, pancakes. And that's going to be their downfall. <laughs> when have pancakes steered you wrong? <laughs> I love pancakes. I <laughs> It's a staple of my Saturday breakfast. But, like, the New Day, think, these fools are going to get distracted. You know, it's going to be some wily coyote shit, you know? 
Like, there's going to be a box, a stick, and some string on it. <laughs> and some pancakes under that box. And these fools are going to find a way under that box. You know. You remember the New Day Time Machine? You remember that shit? <laughs> wow. It, yeah. So, like, I, I... I, It's possible. It's wrestling. <laughs> All right, what's uh, next? We have Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. This seems to be a match about a uh, an employee who has a grudge against his passive aggressor uh, superior at work. Um, Baron Corbin said he was trying to extend the olive branch, and um, Finn Balor doing the WWE uh, face thing just kind of called him stupid poopy head. For the last three weeks, and so now they're fighting. <laughs> uh, I think that actually Baron Corbin's going to get the win. Shenanigans. Yo, he's been getting wins lately. You notice that? I know they've been building him up nice, but I like this sheriff role he's doing. You know, his whole look has changed up. He actually has a purpose now, bro. I like his look, man. Like the whole like wrestlers wrestling and like normal clothes is always hilarious to me. And uh, I pointed out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I'm like. You got to respect this man. He's out there throwing suplexes and his shirt is tucked. My God. <laughs> My effing God. <laughs> like, how you throwing suplexes and your shirt staying tucked in? Skills. <laughs> Something to it, man. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. So, all right. So, you got Corbin. I got Corbin. Um, Finn's gonna lose and still show up on Raw Monday smiling because that's all he does. Uh, when, next is, match. when is when has Finn really had a victory? I you remember um when everyone got sick and they had to like redo that pay per view in the last day. Uh, his last big bone was uh, versus AJ Styles, I believe. Um, he and then he did have that mini feud with Rollins a couple of months. They're kind of trading wins back and forth, and a couple of tag matches. I mean, okay, I'll allow it. So, so I mean, he's got some wins, you know. Um, what we got here? Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a. Steel cage match. Wow. Because I wonder who's gonna win this one. Yeah, it's gonna be Braun. I Kevin Owens is good at comedy, but sometimes I feel like, yo, like maybe does he need to be this scared of like Strowman? Because he's been this he's been like running away and Kurt Angle's like, Oh, you've been ducking Braun for weeks. I'm like, he hasn't been ducking Braun. Alright. He was in a tag match with him. So, all right, let's back this up. Let's back this up. Because Kurt Angle's comments kind of made me mad. And I was like, he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slam Brethren, get your hashtag WWE Logic to stamp it all over everything Bowman's about to say. Continue, (laughs) Bowman. Because he's like, Kurt Angle's like, I'm putting you in a steel cage match because you've been ducking Braun Strowman for weeks. So, let's go back here, all right? Kurt, uh, this started... It's really back to the last pay-per-view, Money in the Bank, all right? So before then, Kevin Owens is trying to plot, for good reason, 
to take out Braun Strowman. He told everyone in that match, we need to take care of Braun Strowman because he's the biggest threat. No one listened to him. Braun Strowman got his revenge by throwing Kevin Owens off the ladder. Braun Strowman, he's still holding a, a grudge. So he's been, you know, systematically targeting Kevin Owens since. He flipped his rental car. All right. He flipped his rental car. Does Kurt Angle do anything about that? No. All right. Kevin Owens, after having his rental car destroyed, probably had to pay that on his insurance. The premiums going up, all this BS, is clearly trying to avoid this man for good reason. Because the last time he beat him up, threw him in a party party, and dragged him all throughout the arena. All right. All because. Like he tried to give him a high five because they want a match, and Braun Strowman want to he don't want to be a team sport. So clearly, he's got good reason to avoid this man because his management is does not have his back. They have sent him out to the woods, and he has legitimate complaints. And what does management say? You're hiding. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, this is one of the stupidest feuds based on. Nothing. Braun and and and, and uh, Kevin. The only good thing I like about it is that he's he's not doing full chicken shit heel. Like he's doing about seventy percent chicken shit heel because he's not like he's running, which is the smart thing to do when a man that massive and large is chasing you. But he's not afraid of the fight. And I think that that's one of the things that bothers me when they do the, the heel, the, especially the chicken shit heel, is that you just run away. You know, I'd rather you be a heel and be an evil person who's really st- still willing to stand up for yourself and still willing to fight. And they've always pretty much presented Kevin Owens in that way, that even when he was the heel he and he was dealing with somebody, he may back away from it, but he wasn't, he didn't, he didn't reek of fear. It's just I'm trying to make the smart move. You know, and certain characters do the, the fear thing, and they always kind of associate heels with this this fear that I just don't get why they do that. Yeah, but they haven't really. He's been, like, straight up scared this whole time. So maybe in the cage, he'll, you know, he'll turn into Kevin Owens of old. But I feel, I feel like Braun's going to win this. He's, he's got the money in the bank, and they're trying to keep Braun pretty much occupied until... Yeah, I think Kevin might win this simply. It's a steel cage match where all you have to do is touch the ground. And I think they're going to do some some weird test of strength, like Braun throws him through the cage and Kevin like hits the ground and wins the match or something. Okay. Right, something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have a Braun spot. He breaks the cage and inadvertently causes, you know. Ke- exactly. Kevin there yeah. you go. Next right. match. Uh, we have the, the leader of worlds versus the B team. I thought this was supposed to happen on the last pay-per-view. We even did predictions for it. But I think it got quietly scuttled off the pre- pre-show. And so now it's here. Uh, the B team has been getting wins. They've been getting fluke victories for the last few weeks. They've been giving individual pins over uh, Matt Hardy because, as we discussed earlier, Bray was injured. And so now here's their tag team champ possibility. Um not a possibility. They're not going to become the tag team champions. Not right now. Uh, I don't know. Like, WWE doesn't back them. <laughs> WWE is not going to. They're getting a little play, but no. No, no, no I mean, no, they no. can win. If they continue to win off of some fluke stuff, and like 
they they can spin it. Um, I I find it enjoyable. Uh, we've we've seen variations of these guys wrestle f- like four weeks now. So wait, which uh, which which brand is Authors of Pain on? Is that Raw? Oh, uh, that's on Raw. So I can see this ending by interference from Authors of Pain. But that, that doesn't serve anybody. Like if they just come and just murder somebody for murder, it's got to be an end game. Authors set of up Pain. A feud, they're, they're, set yeah. up in a feud with like exactly with a legit contender. Uh, yeah, possibly. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just, there's not enough King Maxwell. There's not enough Senior Benjamin, Queen Lebreca, goddamn Vanguard One. I'm missing all this stuff. We got it once. It was wonderful. The ratings were good. I know I'm not the only crazy person that likes this stupid Matt Hardy nonsense, right? And I'm not getting stupid Matt Hardy arms. So yes, you but this is WWE, and Vince McMahon didn't come up with that idea. So he's not going to. You know, feature it in any major way, but he is going to profit from it. Give me some of that t-shirt money, son. I need. But other than that, like, where is Vanguard 1? Where is Senior Benjamin? None of that. The battlefield has been prepared for weeks now. You know, respect Senior Benjamin's work. I mean, unless this uh, the leader of worlds versus the B team or the authors of pain or whatever ends up in another match where Bray gets dunked again and he comes back evil. I just, uh, I just don't know where they're gonna go with that. This everyone just needs to end up in Matt Hardy's lake to find out what happens. Okay, all right. Um, the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No, which is, which is great because you know, like Kane, he's he's running for mayor. His a political opponent has like pointed out he's running. He's he's in a wrestling match. Are you even taking this campaign serious? <laughs> So, um, like, yeah, his political opponent, too. I mean, he's probably going to be mayor. Man, got to put um, food on his table. And who would? I came for mayor. I mean, he's going to win the mayor. Hey, come on. Come on. He's going to win. Apparently, his, uh, his uh, political plan, his website, still under construction. As in, he's like, ah, we got ideas. What are they? Ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's Kane's uh, campaign. Um let's see the more you know. Um I don't I don't see team hell no winning cuz like Kane is legit weeks away from uh, an election that he is very possible win winning and outside of that they just seem to be running Daniel Bryan through things. So also I see the Miz showing up in this and costing Daniel Bryan the match, you know. Yeah, I don't. I see the Blood, Bludgeon Brothers winning. I, I'm thinking Miz shenanigans to a degree, but I could just see them just legit taking the L and just having mm. the Bludgeon Brothers just come out on top, like mm, Team Hell, Team Hell, no having some kind of weird friction or they aren't on the same page, and then the Bludgeon Brothers take advantage. They're dead. Yo, did you see Kane had pyro this week? Or I should say Daniel Bryan had pyro this week. That's how SmackDown went off the air. Oh, wow. I didn't um, pay attention. Yeah, so they're doing a bit where, um, you know, they're celebrating a victory after the 10-man tag. And they went to the top of the stage. And Kane and Daniel Bryan were yesing. And Daniel Bryan's like, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. And he did the Kane taunt for the pyro. But the pyro didn't come. And... 
my joke was like, haha, uh, Daniel Bryan, don't be mad at Kane. Like the WWE just doesn't have any money to spend on Pyro anymore, so he has to yes, that's all he has. And so uh Daniel Bryan tried three times and on the third time uh the Pyro came and I was like, Well damn. They used the Pyro. So Yeah. They they use Pyro. It's crazy. Uh we have Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh I do believe that Shinsuke is going to beat Jeff Hardy. What I'm not sure about is if he's going to uppercut Jeff Hardy in the balls. <laughs> that uppercut is more certain than him winning the title. <laughs> yeah, it's the, just like he hold that face he makes and the fact that he kind of like just holds his hand there. <laughs> Shinsuke is awesome as a heel. His whole heel turn and run has been great. The thing with this is that Jeff gets has been injured, so he's been injured off and on. I could see them turning the title over strictly for that. I think that they back Jeff, and I I, I want to say Jeff would get the win, um, but because of his injury history of late, and I, I think that was in a rumor mill that he had another injury or something that was coming up. Or come, you know, on on the uh, bother him, but he'll, Shinsuke getting the title. Spec- all the heels always get the damn United States Championship. Um, Rusev, Shinsuke, like if you're if you're from some other country, you're getting that title. So there's that at play in this one. And I just like heel Shinsuke, but I really wanted him to make AJ unass that belt. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we'll see. All right, yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Here we go. This this may close the pay per view. If if the WWE smart, it will not close the pay per view. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Okay. Um, Ella, how are you? Okay, so Roman's been talking spicy to Bobby, and it's I don't know. Are you on the the Bob train? Some people find it hilarious that Roman is calling. Bobby, Bob. And he kind of is like how he stops and says, Bob. Well, Bob. <laughs> Where were you 10 years ago? I I don't find Roman funny. I find this whole situation between he and Bobby Lashley pretty funny, though. I think it, it would work better. If Bobby Lashley was a better talker, it would work better. Their 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 uh brawl was pretty good. It showcased Lashley's strength and him, you know, running across and diving and lunging at him and throwing wrestlers off of himself. But Bobby can't talk. He doesn't know how to do the witty retort. No, you know, funny quip to come back. So a lot of times their stuff will end like uh what was it the threatened thing? Are you threat- also Bobby's kind of got that that Mike Tyson thing? You know what I'm saying? The voice, big scary looking thing, but the voice—you're just not expecting that. Kind of, his voice has gotten decent. He just doesn't know how to modulate it in a way to make it what it could be. But also, the point I was about to make was that Roman Ashley, are you threatening me, Bob? And he's like, y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you didn't get that? I'm black man standing here, arms crossed. I'm, I'm threatening you. That's that's what I'm trying to do. It's uh, okay. I'll, I'll just go over here now. <laughs> like, he just doesn't know how to 
he can't sell the moment, you know, those moments that you need somebody to just show the intensity and that fire and that, yo, I am a threat and I will break you in half. So they really just need to get him a manager, somebody who can talk that shit for him. Because outside of that, Bobby can't do it on his own. And they wasted him with uh, Sami Zayn. You know, that whole military, his sister nonsense was just a waste of how they, they could have used Lashley. So you don't buy into him in the same way. I mean, he's cool when he comes out there and does his thing. But just having this, that, that whack interview segment and the different stuff they've done, they just made so many missteps and so many wrong turns since he's been back. Having him with these ban- these uh, hats and um, bandanas and headbands and all this other stuff that does the exact opposite of what he what he wants, which is to not draw attention to his head, because now you're looking at his damn head. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think they'll have a decent enough match, but we've seen you've seen Roman's matches, you've seen them all. Yeah, I've seen them all. I think. See, my thing with the pull apart brawl. Was I know you enjoyed it? I I didn't enjoy it as much, and it's because they've done so many of them recently. Uh, and Roman. That's how WWE lets you know that they're serious. Uh, we had we had Brock and Samoa Joe, we had Brock and Braun Strowman, we had Brock and Roman, you know, and now we've had like Roman and Bobby, and. Uh, Bob. Always on Raw. It's always Kurt Angle signaling the troops, and it's like it's a way right. of it's a way of showing you the hierarchy of the WWE. Yeah, those two we're invested in. The rest of you scrubs, <laughs> get out there and pull them apart. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wild, man. Because I saw Bobby Roode out there. I'm like, yeah, these are some people who are viable wrestlers. And they got them out there. No, you need the jobbers out there. You need, like, Titus O'Neil and uh, whatever the you, little dude is. You see, in, in, in New Japan, they would have the Young Lions out there, right? So the Young Lions are the wrestlers in training. They're, they're just out there. So, so yeah, they would be out there. Um, because sometimes when they do the pool pop brawls, it's like, why are the authors of pains out there? Like, they have no investment in there. Right, because most of the time they're not listening to Kurt Angle anyway. So why would they listen to Kurt Angle on this particular instance? You know, exactly. Like, how is uh, he able to rally the troops as at a moment's notice, and they all just come running? He's like, uh, so I don't. Know. Also, they kind of change the story a little bit. Like Roman's trying to paint like Bobby is a loser who doesn't care about the WWE, and he left and now yeah he's, he's trying to here. do the, the whole uh Brock Lesnar job yeah. on Lashley and it's just no Roman we just don't care and I'm like so but I feel like that wasn't the story they were telling for the last 3 weeks or whatever like that's so part of what made the brawl feel like me personally I felt like they haven't gotten to this point in the feud where they absolutely hate each other. Because really all that's happened is they lost two matches to the Revival because of miscommunication. No, and no, no, no. They lost because Roman was being an asshole. All right, Roman was being an asshole. And then like the second time, Bobby left and no, left Roman. No, 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 no. Then he left. Bobby got the win. 
the first one. And Roman yeah. was pissed off. And then yeah. the second time, Roman was an asshole. The second time, yeah. He was like, and Roman so won the showboat. Like, Fuck you, I'm out. He The second time, Roman won the showboat, and it cost him their win, and then they stood awkwardly in the ring, like, you should have let me handle this, Roman. They did that for four minutes before we cut the commercial. And then the week after next, they did the match again, and Bobby left him because he's like, yo, Roman said I was going to handle it. So they got two losses. But two losses doesn't really be like, all right. Yes, it's not blood feud levels. It's not. It's not yeah, there's no need for the pull-apart brawl, true enough. They're trying to force this to be more uh, a bigger deal than what it is, and it's just not working. I think the the original story would have been good enough, and that would have built to it. Like, I'm the guy able to beat Brock Lesnar. And if they just kept it simple like that, and be like, all right, these are two top dogs trying to prove their worth in a fighting organization. Like, that would have been better. We really don't need the, the stuff with the revival and all the pettiness. Because <laughs> petty doesn't equal blood feud, in my mind. It's just petty, you know? It's just like, all right, well, she's not getting a Christmas card. Like, that's what petty is. Like, that's not <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not going to go fight somebody. And, and I have no doubt that you actually have a list of people who aren't getting Christmas cards from the bank. <laughs> what is the next match, man? <laughs> all right. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Carmella versus Asuka, James Upworth. It's suspended in the shark cage. Um, gotta sell those play sets. Cause you remember when they went like years without the shark cage? And then they made the play set, and now it's like two times a year we got someone suspended from the ring? And, and the shark cage is so irrelevant. But um, I see Asuka just taking another L and me being very irritated that they're abusing her this way. Okay, so the last time we had a shark cage match, we I'm gonna throw out the same prediction. It was Enzo Amore. It was Enzo. What item gets dropped from the cage? Uh, the Enzo head. So Enzo greased himself out the cage, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, in the context of what we allegedly know about him and his alleged rap career. Greasing himself out the cage, out of context, is not something you want to hear on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But what does James Elworth drop from the cage? But the thing is, he has no chin. So he's able to turn (laughs) sideways and slide (laughs) through. (laughs) Um... So, I don't know if you recall Carmella's backstory from NXT. is that she's a hairdresser from New Jersey. That's why she has the hairspray. Does James Ellsworth drop hairspray? Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. They, they did. Do, they introduced that in the last episode. The mysterious spray goop. Yep. That's got to come into play. And there you have it. Or does James grease himself up? Oh, my God. Not yet. It's coming out. Gotta sell these play sets. So, okay. So, Carmella's gonna... Shenanigans. She wins. It's like, wrestlers... Like, have the worst memory. 
When has a general manager ever been like, you know what, I'm going to suspend you from a shark cage? When has that ever kept anyone out? Just put him in the ring. Put him in the ring. If you want, it's all about opposites. If you set up the table, you're going through the table. If you put someone in a shark cage, they're going to get out of the shark cage. Like, whatever you want to happen, do the opposite of that. And then I guess there will be no pro wrestling. All right, next uh, championship match, we have Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Uh, Extremes Rules match. I currently, I think this is the only Extremes Rules match. But you also know what's funny about this? The thing that I always love is when people want to do a match where, uh, let's make this a no disqualification match. And it's like, yes, asshole, that's what's going to lead to you losing. Because now they can use weapons and all kind of stuff. <laughs> so it, the no DQ match never makes any sense. It never makes any sense. Oh, I won't just get disqualified for beating you over the hair with this bell or this chair? Okay. I don't want that match, wink, wink. Yeah. So, of course, Nia's going to lose. I mean, she could. Or uh, is this kayfabe the 30-day end of Alexa's suspension? Do we see uh, Ronda Ronda, Ronda, Rousey Ronda Rousey suspension? Ronda Rousey is supposed to be at the pay-per-view, so. Yeah. I mean, she'll be. I mean, honestly, it's no DQ, so she could hop the barrier or whatever, get her little Kurt Angle fine, and it's no DQ. So it's not like the referee can do anything but pull his hair out. Yeah, um, Mickey James could jump in. Mickey's gonna come. But when has that ever made any sense? The no DQ doesn't make any sense. I would just hire some goons to take you out, and then you know pin you or something. Like it just no DQ. And it's always the challenger. Make let's make it a no DQ match. Like, never, oh, they okay. never take it. I does Nia's hubris come in and cost her the match along with Lightning? I mean, she's gonna be whooping her. She's gonna be dominating, but you know, ultimately, she's gonna lose. I don't know if it's gonna be hubris or it's just gonna be Kendo stick and chair and Alexa shenanigans. And Alexa shenanigans. Or it could be Ronda Rousey putting her hands on Alexa Bliss, costing Nia to match. Time wait, no, no, wait, no, no. Yeah. Can't do yeah. that because that's no DQ. So. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who she puts her hands on. Yep. All right. Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. 30-minute Iron Man match. Dolph is going to win this. It's going to be entertaining as fuck, but Dolph is going to retain. Yo, if they put this in the middle of the show... It's gonna, it's gonna kill the crowd, cause it's gonna be amazing. That's the thing, right? So, it's like where they take this. Um, McIntyre, how much McIntyre interference? Cause that was the whole bit on Monday. It's like, if well, McIntyre this match, wins, this match yeah. is gonna come before the women's championship match. This might open the pay per view. Our yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I know we said the new day and whatnot, but this might just because they know they know their audience, mm-hmm. and they always have like a ma- a spectacle match. They're always going to have a come down match after it, so that you can kind of reset yourself for the main event. So Dolph Ziggler, um, you think okay? So what type of Iron Man match do you think this to be? You think this is going to be one where there's going to be a lot of pinfalls? Or one where there's only like one or two pinfalls. 
Um, I think it's going to be, let's see, we got Drew McIntyre there, so he's got to be account for one. Uh, I think it's going to be about three or four pinfalls. Uh, I, don't, I think that it's going to be a lot of wrestling because they can put on a good match, 15, 20 minutes by themselves, right, you know, yeah. just going. And I think it's just going to be, you know, of course, it's going to be one cheap pin or something that's going to happen. It's going to put Ziggler up or something of that nature. Um, and they go from there. But I don't, I don't think they don't need a bunch of, you know, a lot of near falls help, but I don't think they're going to need a bunch of pins. Just let them get, you know, two or three or whatever it is that puts them out, you know, puts it out of Seth Rollins' reach. Okay. All right. Yeah. Something like that. A lot of fans. Okay. All right. And the last match on the card that we know of that's been announced so far is AJ Styles versus Rusev. This is Rusev's first uh, world title match for singles. And it so happens to fall on Rusev Day. What are the odds? Given that every pay per view is Rusev Day, what are the odds? What are the odds? <laughs> we gotta figure out what's going on in Bulgaria, man. They got that. Maybe we're being like, I don't know. Maybe we're being played here. All right. You what know what's that? weird though? <laughs> I could actually see Rusev winning this. I don't know um, if WWE would pull the trigger, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do it. So I don't think they expect. I don't think. I, I think it'd be more a matter of people wouldn't expect it. So what is the the latest rumor is for SummerSlam? We're looking at a AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe program. All right, and I'm all about that. So if that's what the rumors are, I think that AJ is going to retain. Um, also, the WWE has been in this whole thing about like uh, champions having long reigns, and AJ I think is like three close to three hundred or like passing three hundred by the time his pay per view hits. So he'll hit some milestones. I think we're gonna get a good showing from Rusev, but maybe next Rusev Day he'll have something to celebrate. <laughs> you know. But, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a good match. They've been kind of... Also, what I kind of like about Rusev being the number one contender is he's got some wins. Like, these last couple of weeks on SmackDown, he's had to win matches, you know? They had to try to build him back up. Yeah. Because, like, Rusev has been white hot for a while now. But he's just, you know, taking a lot of losses. And so now, like, all right. Now, you know, he's, he's Rusev day. So, but will Rusev get the win on Rusev Day? Find out this Sunday at Extreme Rules. All right. So before you you see Extreme Rules, let us know what match are you most excited for. Um, let us know what items being dropped from a shark cage. Uh, who do you want to be? Who do you want to see thrown in the lake of resurrection? Let's all know. You can find us on. Is, is it on? On Twitter at Slam Bros Pod. Yeah, let me get this right. All right at Slam Bros Pod. Also find me on Twitter at Bowman One Two L. Also on Instagram at Bowman One Two L. 
Um, I talk wrestling and other random musings that just pop in my head on Twitter. Um, Illa, where can the good folks find you at? At Illa YC on the Twitter. At YC the Champ on the Instagrammatical. Holla at your mans. Holla at your boys. Tell a friend to listen in. It's the Slam Bros.